Have a big old discussion with our friend Tom Kern of NBC Sports Boston to kick off the lunchtime hour. Gresh and Hart here with you. It's us three until Thursday, and then it's Fitzy and Hart on Friday. I am off next week, and of course, onward and upward in 2023. Tommy Curran brought to us by Dr. Matthew Lapresti and Leonard Hair Transplant Associates, the hair doctor of Tommy Curran, a 1-800-GET-HAIR. By Awaken 180 Weight Loss, become your own success story by dropping the weight holding you back. It starts with just one call to Awaken 180. And by Unified Office, where they help businesses maximize every incoming call at unifiedoffice.com to the Harbor One Hotline. Tommy Curran, good afternoon, friend. How are you? Tremendous. What's going on? Well, we're trying to figure out uh, the, I don't know, a little bit of balancing the now, a little bit of the sort of moving forward. And, you know, among the things that we're talking about are the choices, because, Tommy, you know this, that out in the world of make-believe and Twitter and on uh, Instagram and things like that, it's just easy to scream, fire everybody. We know you can't fire everybody, but how do you sort of envision not only the next three weeks going, but is there any possibility that this current coaching structure, the way it is set up, is there any way they can save themselves over the next three weeks? I mean, honestly, when, when the question's posed that way, it's always going to be a yes. So it's really hard for me to, to give you a, a yes and then all the qualifiers that are attached. That, wow. But it's a 2% chance. I'm interested. Okay, so there I'd you rather go. go this I way. I'd rather go, go this way. Bill Belichick's going to get called in, and he's going to have preparations made by the end of the season as to how are we going to go forward with this? What is our cure for the trust issues that have been fostered by the decisions made um, for the dysfunctional offense, for the decisions made that landed Matt Patricia and Joe Judge in positions they weren't ready for and spread too thin with other jobs, Patricia in particular. What's the cure, Bill? So to me, he can either say, and I doubt this will be the case given the tenor of the way things are going, uh, let's run it back because we got some momentum going. That's <laughs> evaporated. So the chance is very limited that they would be back that way, but I do still think that Bill Belichick, because of what you mentioned, you can't fire everybody. Bill understands the logistics, the nutrition, the ways and means, the schedule making, the training camp, the facilities, all of it. Do you throw the baby out with the bathwater because of a monumental miscalculation on how good the coaching staff would be? I think in some instances you would. If this was Matt Rule, if this was Sean McVay, you might say, yeah, he hasn't earned this. But Bill... I think it's too tough to throw the baby out with the bathwater until you hear his explanation and his plan. One of my favorite all-time Tom Curran quotes is, don't worry, I'll be here longer than you will be, Tommy Curran. <laughs> uh, so using that uh, barometer, who will be here longer, Mac Jones or Bill Belichick? Wow. Oh, boy. That's a great question. I mean, again, I'm going to hem and I'm going to haw. I'm going to hem and haw. <laughs> Because they are inextricably linked. What's what's interesting about what's going on, and I just finished talking to Phil Perry about this on, on our podcast, Patriots Talk Podcast, what Mac is doing right now is really eroding Bill's trust for him, I think. Bill lives on a chain of command, respect for authority, 
you know, that's that's a cardinal rule mm-hmm. for him. And what Mac is doing now is eroding the trust that Mac won't go up the back stairs, even symbolically. Because Robert Kraft can't watch the gesticulations and histrionics on the field and see what happened on first and goal from the two the other day and not go to Mac at some point and say, so what's what's going on here? And in that conversation, whether he says it or not, Bill Belichick will perceive that Mac is showing up either him, his decision, or everything Bill's all about. So that's what Mac has set up here with his histrionics and the notion that we have to take more control of the offense. He's making an enemy out of Bill Belichick. Does that is that bad? Does Bill deserve it? Given the decisions that he made and the position he's put Mac in this year, you could make that case, but is that wise? So I don't know who who lasts longer in that instance, Andy. Well, Tom, it is interesting that Mac Jones has gotten away with public displays of emotion that could be read and taken and analyzed different ways, and yet it feels like they're giving him the leash to do it. Bill hasn't exactly clamped down on him. And then you see when Mac comes to the sidelines, it looks relatively friendly with uh, Mac and Matt Patricia kind of talking things over. In a weird way, might Bill Belichick know, I got to give him the ability to blow off some steam because this thing is completely effed. I think Sunday was a bridge too far, though. Because if you look at what Ramondre Stevenson and Jacoby Myers engaged in at the end of that game, desperation, no fear of what would the reprisals be if they continued with that play. I'm not saying that they went in the huddle and said, let's whip it around for a while. But I think if there's a fear of authority that existed for Jacoby Myers in 2021 or 2020 in the same way in 2022, you wouldn't have seen that. There's an erosion of the Bill knows what's best. I don't want to piss Bill off that Mac has been kind of behind and with good reason they haven't put him in the best positions to succeed. They put him in bad positions. But I think that you, when you see players acting the way Mac did down at first and goal and Bill hasn't checked it, I think this is the week in which he checks it. And I think some of the post-game commentary, especially that, yeah, we don't get the arm for that, to throw it to the end zone from 55 yards away is absolutely a shot across the bow. I don't care what Bill said later. I don't care. He understands that is a soft spot for Mac Jones, and he went at it, unmistakably went at it. He is less than when it comes to arm strength, folks, just so you know. Oh, yeah, we don't know if we could have protected. And then he covers his own posterior by saying that the whistle blew before the touchdown was scored. So you don't think that Mac Jones is going to look at that and say, yeah, well, maybe I don't have the arm strength. Maybe you shouldn't call timeout as I'm about to throw a touchdown pass. This is quite a dysfunctional picture you are painting, Tom, and uh, I'm intrigued by it. But I have a a lot has been talked about, obviously, with the final play and what went wrong and what should have been coached, what should have been assumed, what should have been known. The question I have that I don't haven't really gotten a good answer for is Ramondre Stevenson said the idea was to get a few yards and then go down. If that was the idea, then why not just kneel on the football and go to overtime? I have no idea. I mean, is it a is it a dice roll of Hey, you never know. We might start running. The next thing you know, somebody uh, has a seizure and we run right past him for a touchdown. I, I don't know. <laughs> That'd be a I story. I mean, that's, that's the only plausible thought that can can exist. 
So if you're not going to take a knee and you're going to invite a draw, and the guy does make 23 yards, he's now invited into his head. I got something going here. Right. Tommy Curran of NBC Sports Boston here with Gresh and Hart here on WEEI Boston and New England Sports Original. Um, I know that I'm going to ask you a bit of a dicey question here and feel free to handle it as you want. But a lot of times us in the media will start to hear the chirping. As our friend uh, J. Charles Wiggins would say, the streets would be talking, right? Tommy, are you starting to hear from back channels or players off the record maybe of some of how people are really feeling in that room around this season has it gotten to that point to where the the whispers have started to people on the outside as to just how big a mess this really is yes but that's been here for months We've talked about the apparent frustrations for months. Um, yeah, I've, I've had players tell me what a mess things were. I've had important players tell me that they're, quote, going through a lot and rolling their eyes. Um, <laughs> That's always a good one. Well, we're going through a lot in the old eye roll. It's like, boy, if you could speak in emoji. You know, there's there are people – you know, it existed in 17, 18, 19. There are individuals who, who might want to go someplace else because they think it's a little messed up here. And that ex- has existed for a few years. It's not the Shangri-La that it was when they were winning titles. It's not a fun place to work even when they're having parades, mm-hmm. i.e. no days off. When you have this kind of dysfunction and these kind of decisions made that, look, Bill made that decision. Everybody down there wondered if it was a good idea. From top to bottom, but Bill was given the latitude to make it. So when it doesn't work, and the your Christmas is going to be like this, because in large part that decision, it's going to make people murmur and mumble. But the bigger thing to understand is, I just don't think that ownership is in a position where they're going to say to Bill Belichick, "That's it, we're done." They're not. They are too strongly believe that Bill has earned the right to author the end of his career, but he will have to have an extremely plausible and cogent explanation for where they go forward. But they're not, I don't believe the crafts are nearly as reactionary as we presume they may be based on what's happened this year. Yeah, they're going to be crestfallen, disappointed, pissed off. This isn't stuff that surprised anybody, whether it be media or people within the organization, that they have struggled. I think they've struggled more than anyone imagined. I thought they'd be getting better by this point. They're not. They're getting worse. And now it's dysfunctional and there's trust issues. So that's a problem. But I I just don't think the whispers will amount to, okay, we're turning the battleship around and doing the unthinkable with Bill. You said they're getting worse. I agree with you. I think they're coming off a hellaciously bad football game. Forget about the final play. Uh, In all three phases of the game, they have maybe their most difficult stretch of schedule in front of them. Is there a chance that this team just folds? I know the players say no. I know Matthew Slater and Lawrence Guy and, and Mac Jones, all the captains are saying, no, 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 we trust those guys in the locker room. Is there a chance that this team just packs it in and it gets ugly over the next three weeks? Yeah. The, the level of talent that they're playing, I mean, they're playing the Cincinnati Bengals who are on a roll on Christmas Eve. <laughs> <laughs> 
a bad spot. And do you know how many people are going to be sitting in the stands <sighs> on Christmas Eve at Gillette Stadium? It's not going to be a full house, put it that way. So the the aura around the team right now is not positive. The competition that they're going to face is very difficult. I haven't really experienced this since 1999, Andy. Mm-hmm. Um, I, don't know, I don't know if you were there, Andy. I, uh, both nope. Andys. Yeah. Uh, 1999 Patriots closing the season um, with the Chiefs. It was a missed field goal with the Buffalo and the Tyla cousin situation. Uh, there was a lot going on then. That's the only, that's the last time I remember that. No, that was 2000. Tyla's cousin, but that ended Pete Carroll. The team finished eight and eight, but a missed field goal by Adam Vinatieri against Kansas City meant the Patriots were not going to the playoffs, and that resulted in Pete Carroll being fired. That's the last time I had there was this kind of tenor around the team. Tommy, then again, what happens on Christmas Eve? Do the Patriots rally? Do they rally around each other? Do they find a way to play Cincinnati close? Or is this just circling the bowl? They're just not a good enough offense. Even if they were all, you know, kumbaya all the way out onto the field for the coin flipping all day long. They're just not a good enough offense. They have 24 touchdowns in 14 games. It's unimaginably inept. The teams that they've beaten are quarterbacked by Zach Wilson two times, Sam Ellinger. You guys know all the rest. Yes. yes. So, no, they're not going to magically topple the Bengals and score 40 points. It's not going to happen. So it sucks, but and it sucks to, to, to cover a team that gets into this level of dysfunction and mediocrity, but onward. Tom, if I were to movie poster this interview, uh, and I want to give you a chance to just clarify it a little bit, the thing I took away was you saying Mac Jones may be making an enemy of Bill Belichick, quote-unquote, uh, the way he's uh, sort of handled himself the last three weeks and sort of gotten out of line in terms of the power structure. Do you, do you think that they are um, at odds right now? I'd imagine there are elements of the relationship that are at odds. You cannot have Bill Belichick pointing out the lack of production from the offense in the passing game, the pointing out of the lack of arm strength, the defending or at least allowing Mac to flip out on the field and then go 13 for 31 with the litany and missed throws that he had the other day and not have Bill say, hey, Mac, you better be really good if you're going to do that to me and my staff. So, yeah, I think he is in that way. Is it reparable? Yeah. But I think are they sideways right now? I'm sure they are. If you hit them both with the truth serum, I'm sure they're both sideways with each other. One with the guy's actions and decisions on the coaching staff, and the other with the players' decisions. I'd watch closely what they do in 2023 with the quarterback room. They just draft a guy, or do they bring somebody in? Tommy Kern of NBC Sports Boston. Tommy, I will talk to you after the first of the year. I know Hart will catch you next week in this spot. Have a uh, great holiday there, friend. Do we have a Saturday show before the game? We do not have a Saturday or no. There will the WEI football Sunday will not move to Saturday. Nope. It is a Whoa, whoa, uh, whoa. There's a post game show. Why is there not a show before the game? I think it's naturally I gotta go. handled. I gotta go. Sorry, Andy. See ya. See, See ya, ya, Tommy.